Hello, and thanks for joining me. I'm Connor Lokar, economist on the team here at ITR Economics. This is my latest trends talk. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about flipping the election question. Now, a question often asked to us, and one that I expect uh, I'll be asked a lot more, and so will the rest of the team here in 2020, is you know, it's very often phrased as far as what impact does the election have on the economy and ITR's economic forecasting? And in my mind, I think the question becomes much more compelling if we switch and flip that around and ask what impact might the economy and its cycle have on the dynamics of the 2020 race. Now, very recently, both Brian and Alan Bolio in their recent trends talks, which I'm sure you can get to in just a few short clicks from your current screen, uh, they took on that conventional question as far as the election's impact on the economy and our forecast. And, you know, spoiler, the short answer is not much of an impact at all. Uh, we are politically agnostic here at ITR. We do not lean left. We don't lean right. We don't take sides. Uh, and really, from our perspective, it doesn't matter whether it's a red tie or a blue tie in the Oval Office. Um, in those trends talks and blogs and other areas, we've dissected and really shown that there is no meaningful correlation when it comes to economic performance and the party holding the White House. In fact, average growth rates for the two parties uh, land within a few hundredths of a percentage point uh, dating back to the last uh, four or five decades. But when flipped, I do think it becomes a bit more of an interesting conversation uh, as far as you know, what impact may the 2020 economic cycle have on the presidential election? Uh, now, at present, the U.S. economy is on the backside of the cycle, whether looking at it through a gross domestic product lens or an industrial production lens, that is a fact. Uh, you know, Maybe impressive runs from the stock market recently and strong jobs reports, uh, which in a blog post of mine I, I debunked as being actually a lagging indicator, but nonetheless, those, those two trend lines may be obscuring that fact for most Americans that things are slowing down, but at ITR we can very plainly see the softening and the hard trend lines for the economy. Now, this is something that uh, here at ITR we anticipate will worsen well into the first half of 2020. Now, what that means is the possibility, if not likelihood, of lackluster GDP reports for the fourth and, and first quarter uh, of 2020, uh, softer jobs reports, retail numbers, you know, perhaps some associated noise uh, in financial mar markets, and, of course, the media coverage to go with it. Uh, now, the Trump re-election team, I suspect, is not ignorant of these uh, softening numbers at the underbelly of the U.S. economy, and uh, whatever Democratic challenger that rises to the top will, and certainly would, seize on a weakening economy, um, which has consistently been one of President Trump's, uh, as far as his handling the economy, has been one of President Trump's highest polled issues. Um, so, and I think we actually might already be uh, seeing some of that economic pressure playing out in as we look to the U.S.-China trade war. Uh, here we are in mid-moving to late December now, as I record this, we see the U.S. and China pushing towards a possible phase one trade deal, which would really mark the first major de-escalation of the spat between the two, should it hold up. And big if on that side, but this would, uh, at first glance, involve some concessions on the U.S. side, canceling planned tariffs on consumer electronics, lowering some existing tariffs on China. Uh, in exchange for, again, it, as far as what I've seen to this point, generally undefined commitments from China in terms of energy, agricultural, other purchases, along with some pretty opaque language as far as addressing the intellectual property side of things or currency manipulation. 
Uh, and again, at first glance, this looks to me like a ceasefire at best, effectively a blink uh, on the U.S. side of the trade table. And again, I have to speculate that 2020, uh, concern for the 2020 general election, the economy's well-being up to that point is a consideration. Uh, trade wars, as we know, they are not zero-sum affairs. And while China is certainly feeling some pain, the United States is as well. Uh, not to mention collateral damage and overflow and unintended consequences spilling over to other economies across the globe uh, that's being felt by the two largest economies on Earth duking it out. And, you know, the reality is that President Xi in China is president for life. There is no looming election year, but President Trump and his trade team uh, may be considering putting a pin in the China trade war to perhaps dial down a bit of the global uncertainty, alleviate pressure on the global economy with a chance to reopen the conflict with no restrictions if successful in their re-election bid in November. And again, that's just one narrative that I'm going to be watching in 2020. Uh, the economy's performance next year could also impact things like how appealing or not some of the ideas and proposals emanating from different democratic challengers uh, are as far as, you know, regarding structural changes to the American economic system and the tax code. Uh, another trend looking at, you know, how currently softening industrial and manufacturing trend lines, which we're seeing, um, you know, worsening by the month, how that may factor into battleground rust belt states and 2020 strategies in those places, if at all. And just in general, the electorate's perception of the economy and their place in it and how that might affect voting activity in a little under a year. All those of those seem to me anyway like interesting developments to watch. Now again, we've discussed at length that the election is not impacting or driving our 20 through 2020 through 2022 forecast. But if you are intent on tracking the election and the economy, consider flipping that question around and asking yourself what impact might the economy have on the election? I think you'll find it yields a much more interesting discussion. Thanks for joining me. I'm Connor Lokar.